I almost I, I don't want to I don't like doing these episodes. But they're they're fun. They really are. But the same token, they're they're difficult. Episodes like this one, guaranteed hours, are are not as fun as some of them because I have to tell you guys the truth and things that you're not hearing from anybody that is on an agency side of the desk for the most part. We're going to talk openly about guaranteed hours. What's guaranteed? What isn't guaranteed? What are your guarantees as a traveler out there right now? Uh, we're going to jump into it, and we're going to hopefully have some fun with it. I'll do my best on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. I'm in, a, I'm in an ornery mood all of a sudden. It's not because of this episode. It really isn't. I, like I said, I've done this episode and other things before, and, and it's it's an interesting episode because it's one of those times you're going to really hear me talk about things in our industry that really are the way they are. And you guys, a lot of you know this stuff we're going to talk about when it comes to guaranteed hours today. A lot's changed. I really do think. I've done, like I said, I've done this topic before in other social media and in previous times. Right now, things are a little different than they have been. But the the gist of guaranteed hours is still really the same. So, you know, I just wanted to have this episode because it's an important one. It's one that I think typically is a, is a pretty highly listened to one because people really want to hear what they're seeing and hearing and, and be able to compare I think with with what other travelers experience when it comes to guaranteed hours and and what it really comes out to. So let's not today thank everyone for subscribing to all that stuff which I just did. Let's just jump into the episode because there's a lot here today. <clears throat> I think the first thing I did want to say is this episode is real. This episode really is traveling 101. I mean, again, what you're going to hear from me today is are things that not anybody from our side of the industry really wants to talk about because here's the thing you guys as travelers have for the most part almost all the risk an agency standpoint our risk is we've got money out there in the form of typically payroll and payroll taxes and potentially some reimbursements that that agency have given you that's an agency's risk time which also is money opportunity cost which is money that's the that's the risk that agencies have it's financial. Yours is financial too. But in the quadrilateral of trust, as I will call it a triangle of trust, you guys have the biggest risk. You guys are the ones that literally are, this is your job. This is your career. This is your paycheck to paycheck potentially. 
you're looking for something that's going to guarantee it that I know that for the next 13 weeks, I'm, I've taken my calculator out and I've typed in those numbers. I know exactly what my minimum is going to be based on what this company told me. I've multiplied that by 13 weeks. I may have multiplied that by 26 weeks. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to continue. And you're counting on this money. Nobody on an agency standpoint would want you to think that there's a chance that that figure you just came up with might not really be as guaranteed as you think. Because, I've said before, I'm just not going to sugarcoat this, they're salespeople. I don't care if they're the CEO of a company or they're, you know, in credentialing, but certainly in the recruiting standpoint, they're trying to convince you to take that job that 300 companies have with them. The last thing they want to talk about is something negative. No salesperson wants to. I'm trying to think of something that you, you buy. You know, always go to always go to cars. If you've ever test driven a car, if there is, well, here's here's an example. I have a I have a car that. It's British, I'll put it that way. And when you drive it, the doors click in. There's a little thing that clicks in on the door on both sides. There is no button in this car to unlock all the, the, the two doors that it has. Meaning that if someone, if I'm driving, I'm coming to pick someone up in the rain, not say I was at a restaurant, and I pull up, I have to reach over and pull that the door handle basically open. It's not an old car. It may sound like it is. It's a design flaw is what I'm going at. It is a it is something that somebody really didn't think about until it was too late. This happens all the time with cars. There are, there are, there are certain features and things that people are like, yeah, you really didn't think that through. That's, that's a perfect example of one of them. If I am selling this particular kind of car to somebody and they, it's still, you know, they, they haven't fixed that, which I don't think they have, I'm not going to point out how bad the, the feature that is. It doesn't happen that often because typically I'm, you know, I'm at an age I don't have kids in my car a lot because they're all grown up and driving themselves and that sort of thing. But I, it it has happened a few times. I'm like, this really is awkward. And by the way, I'm not I'm not crazy. It doesn't have a button, and it's, I've I've seen it on on YouTube and other things. People are like, why did they do that? You know, British people, whatever. So it, it, they didn't think this through. What I'm getting at it's a long story to tell you. What I'm getting at is that. When it comes to something negative, a salesperson doesn't want to tell their customer that negativity. Now, I'm going to defend them a lot in this episode, too, which will surprise a lot of my people that like to hate. <laughs> but for the most part, if there is something negative on assignment, most good recruiters are going to either gloss over that or sugarcoat it and then finish and end with, you know, how great the pay is or how great the location is or, you know, the shift is what you wanted. You wanted that day shift, whatever the case may be. They're not going to dwell if they even discuss something that's negative about assignment. That's just unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. As a traveler, you should be aware and have your guard up for those kinds of things. You always should. On every time you're talking to somebody about assignment, you should be considering what is the negative. When you're interviewing with that manager, and hopefully you're getting a chance to interview. I know there's been a lot of auto offers out in the last couple of years, but as we slip back into hopefully more interviews and, and a higher percentage of interviews. This is something you'll be looking out for as well. Is there something I should be aware of what I'm hearing from this man or woman who's interviewing me who may or may not even be my direct supervisor when I'm on the assignment? Is there a warning sign? Is there something I need to ask about? And this is the kind of thing that you guys should always be, I guess, aware of. When it comes to guaranteed hours, 
there really is no great way to talk about this except for the fact that here's what I'll say to start this episode off with. Every facility has a different, I guess, way, different contract, a different way of having this, you know, how they, how they use this language. Some of them, it, it is guaranteed. I mean, I'm just going to tell you that right now. Some, there are guarantees on this. Many of them have no guarantee. Many of them say they have a guarantee. They're going to cancel you anyway, which is a whole different topic, but I'll probably talk about it here in a little bit. Many of them have some sort of cancellation clause, which means they can cancel a certain number of shifts within the said amount of contracted, you know, either the whole entire contract or potentially each month of the contract. It, it, it varies. What I'm getting at is every hospital, it varies. Sometimes it's facility or system-wide. Sometimes it's, it's vendor-wide. The defense I'm going to say right off the get-go is this information is usually not in the assignment detail that we get when a, an agency, let's say, is has a recruiter on the phone and they're selling you on this position. It doesn't ever say right there, oh, XYZ Hospital has a three-shift cancellation policy over the course of 13 weeks. They just don't. So think about that for a minute before as we get into this episode. That means that the recruiter is selling you. It's all making sense. The numbers work. The location is great. You're ready to go. They offer you a job. Everything's perfect. Let's go. Let's get it. Great. You sign the deal. They sign the contract. And all of a sudden, then they may or may not see the recruiter. I'm going to defend them here a little bit. May not ever see what that contracts say. A lot of contracts that come through do not go through a recruiter's hands. If it's a brand new facility that's part of a system or part of a vendor, it oftentimes is signed at a much higher level, which means does that vice president know that you did or didn't discuss and you're reading the fine print oh in this particular facility it has a three shift cancellation period over the course of 13 weeks no and it's already done you've already signed it so again this is i think by design right i mean i guess if you have a history and you start to know and you've got a great agency that takes care of this and they're actually telling this stuff up front perfect i think that's the best scenario of all when you have great communication but where I'm getting at is that as you go through this episode and listen to this episode, I want you to keep that in mind that oftentimes your recruiter, who I love to beat up on Travel Evolved, probably doesn't know, to no fault of their own, whether or not or what the cancellation policy, if there even is one, on this particular contract that he or she is so excited that you're going to take because now they've got commission coming in. They're not even thinking about it, and they probably don't know, and they probably won't know in the future until... You're canceled, and you call and ask him or her what the deal is, and they give you that call, that that sound, uh, uh, uh. They sound like Beavis or Butthead, whatever, whichever one that was, on the other end of the line, because they don't know, they don't know, and you're like, they're like, oh god, I got to deal with this. Let me find out from my manager or from somebody who's in the know, and then you don't hear from them for a few days because they're just dreading the call they're going to have to make to you. It's a problem in the industry. It really is. And a lot of you out there going, well, not with my agency. We're going to talk about your agency here in a little while because I think it's actually going to make you even more angry than the agency that says, well, we've got a problem because I think that's at least a more honest and, I guess, better way of saying it. So let's 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 kind of begin again. As Let's delve into it more. I've already kind of begun. <laughs> I am ornery tonight, I told you. So I want to talk about the industry as a whole for a second. Let's pause and back up for a minute. Everyone, where does where does the money come from in our industry? As a traveler, who is really paying you? It's not the agency. Yes, the agency is is taking the pie, which is the bill rate that they're getting for every hour you work from probably a vendor 
who is charging the facility, they're getting it, they're taking that bill rate and they're carving up their piece of the pie and giving you some of the remainder. They're not paying you. The hospital is theoretically paying you via the agency, if we can say it that way. I think that's really the best way to look at this episode by saying, I understand I'm getting paid through my payroll, through my agency, but the money, the money is coming from that hospital. And obviously the hospital gets their money from a bunch of different ways. But if you really look at it, the agency really isn't saying, okay, here's here's some money from you. They are because we're doing it up front. But that money is being generated from the facility. They are giving you a portion of it and keeping the remainder. All of us do. That's how the industry works, right? So understand that when it comes to a decision on whether or not you're going to have a guarantee of hours or what that policy sounds or looks like, it is not typically coming from your agency. It is being dictated to them by the facility, oftentimes through that vendor as their, as their written rule. So really think about that as we go into this episode. The facility are the ones that pay the industry. They're the ones that have decided, I'm going to take our budget for, let's say, a, you know, a med search floor or a radiation department, and we're going to spend this amount of our money this quarter, this year, on a traveler, and we're going to dedicate that those funds to pay to get someone out here. That is a decision they're making because they're either having trouble with permanent staff, their census rises because of seasonality. Whatever the reason is, they're making that decision to spend that money and give that money to an agency or agencies based upon who they select, and that's part of their budget. This is where it comes from. So when an agency may sound to you guys like, well, they don't really sound like they have any authority over this. That's the truth. They don't. Because they're taking their orders, all of us do, from the facility or from the vendor. I know where you guys are going in your head, and we're going to talk about Those of you who are saying, well, my agency always covers my guarantee. Please, if that's your situation, please, please, please listen to this episode and catch me toward the end because you're going to, I'm going to curl your hair probably on some things or you guys most of you that have listened to me before know where I'm going to go with this if you're new to me and that's what your situation is where you're kind of sitting there saying well I always get paid because my agency is the best hang on hang on to your hat for a sec okay so I want you guys to understand that's where the money is, is originating from so what are some of the guarantees you have an assignment you kind of have a guaranteed pay rate I would give you guys that in other words, your agency has put in writing for you typically what your taxable income is going to be and what you're guaranteed on your stipend, your housing, if, typically and only if, you fulfill the minimum amount of weekly hours, which is either going to be 36 or 40 typically on most assignments. You will get that full tax-free lump sum for both meals and incidentals and for housing. Right? Those are the kind of the guarantees. So you know if I work my 36 hours, this is going to be my taxable hourly rate, and here's going to be my two lump sums I'm going to get. That's kind of a guarantee. I will qualify that, though, because many of you have told me recently, I'm getting phone calls from an agency saying my facility has told them they are dropping my rate mid-assignment, which I think is crazy. I have not had that happen to my agency, but it's probably coming. And as we grow and get bigger and have more and more uh, contracts, I'm sure that those contracts will be what I'm going to see, too. Can't, I, I don't envy the agencies that are having to tell you guys that. Um, I think you should validate that. I've always said, you know, I wouldn't just take an agency's word for it. I'd make sure, did, did, did your manager, did they just drop our rates? Yeah, they did. And it, and it is happening. So I, I do know that that's, that's real. So even that, even the guaranteed pay, 
right now, and I'm not, I don't mean to be laughing because it's not funny, but it, it's just a sign of the times, is not even guaranteed either right now. It kind of goes along with the territory of what travelers have been able to experience over the last couple of years. And it's been really wonderfully lucrative for you guys. It's been really wonderfully lucrative for us, as we just pointed out in the last episode with my friend Rich. It is everyone's making money, including the hospitals. They're making a lot of money during a, a lot of this this the last couple of years for a variety of reasons. So healthcare is booming. And you guys, for the first time, are the recipients of incredibly higher pay rates than you've ever experienced before if you've been traveling for a long time. Awesome. So if there are some assignments that are cut mid-assignment, mid I hate that. I'm not looking forward to having to ever have to say it to a traveler of mine, but it, like I said, it's probably coming. As long as, it's, as long as you have that good communication, you can explain to them what's going on and that the traveler has a choice of whether or not they want to stay or go someplace else, I suppose there's a way to, to have that conversation effectively and to have it be as as gentle as possible when it's not a very fun topic. So I guess what I'm saying is even that isn't guaranteed, but there are some kind of guarantees. So the truth is, the real question is, when it comes to guaranteed hours, is what is really the facility guaranteeing to my agency? That's really the question we should be talking about here. But as travelers, we all think, you know, what's my guarantee? What's me, 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 right? We, everyone is that way in our world. But to handle this episode, we really have to talk about in order for an agency to guarantee me, the traveler, a certain amount of hours, what is it that they're getting from the hospital? Are they getting a guarantee? Because I truly believe that is, it absolutely has to be what drives the answer to the question. And that's why it's so frustrating for those of us that are in the industry this long when you have the information come out about the guarantee well after well after the assignments already been signed, sealed, and delivered, you're already spending money on credentialing, the traveler's already you know, finding Airbnbs and dropping money down there. It's a really screwed up way for hospitals to communicate that to us. So like I've said before in previous things, a lot of recruiters just don't want to tell you. They're not going to bring it up um, if we even see it or know it. You know, And again, you're talking about, that would mean that somebody would literally have to sit there and read every single contract all the way through to, to be able to sit there and, and, and quote a, a traveler exactly what their guaranteed hours are, even if it may not may or may not even become an issue. Because just because they can cancel, let's say, three shifts over a course of an assignment, doesn't mean they're going to, right? So it's just, it is really wild, to say the very least. So that's the real question we have to talk about, is what is the agency getting guaranteed from the facility? And oftentimes, there it's, it's either, it can be, I should say, very silent on that, or there is there are there is language in a contract that will talk about what they can theoretically do, which then means the agency should be turning around and dictating that to you guys. What most or what a lot of us have is we have some sort of thing on our contract or agreement, whatever you want to call it, that has a stipulation that typically will say, hey, based upon hospital policy, the the hours that you're you know that are expected on this assignment could fluctuate or vary based upon hospital policy. Because there's so many different contracts that are out there right now. It's it's where a lot of companies have gone to just saying, hey, find out, ask, and talk to your recruiter about it. Ask the question. It's an okay thing to ask for, by the way, up front. But I think that's really, really part of what, what needs to be discussed. And that's why when you're looking at your you know thousands and thousands of jobs and you're talking as a recruiter to a, a traveler, let's say, 
and you're saying, hey, I want to know every job you have in Michigan or Ohio, and you're going over that list right there when you're communicating with your traveler, or if they're going to say, I'm going to go find out and get back to you via text, via email, or however it is that you work with your recruiter, that recruiter doesn't have this information typically at their fingertips. They don't have it. And there's hundred of you that they've got to get to that day to either pitch, sell, or communicate back what they have op- you know, offered and what's open based upon your specifics and what's available. And they're not typically looking at guaranteed. What's the guarantee on this? They're looking at pay rates, locations, shifts that you've asked for, potentially charting experience that you say you need to have, certifications that are required. This is one of the last things the recruiter is looking for. So I guess I'm just trying to lower the bar on you guys and say this is why what they're looking at and what you're getting excited about, every episode I do that, is typically not this little part, which probably they have to go through and either find out, do we have we had someone there in the last year? We have a current contract. Can I pull that? Can I see it? Does it say it in there? Exactly what the guarantee is. Is it something that's online? It's, it's not simple. I'll put it that way. So that's why there's so much surrounding you know, guaranteed hours. I mean, the real reality is, when you guys aren't getting your hours in, nobody really wins. I guess I want to talk about that for a little bit here. As a traveler, I do understand your biggest concern, as it should be, is if I don't get my hours in, I can't pay my bills. I, I'm counting on this money. Completely legitimate. And the biggest, in my in my opinion, concern about about this whole thing I'm about to talk about, it is you guys. Make no mistake. You guys are the ones that are on the road. If you're only getting 36 hours a week, let's say, and you have a week where you're only getting 24, that is a significant hit to anybody. I mean, you tell tell a recruiter to make you know 33% less money for one week out of the blue. Just have to see how they like that. Have a CEO just make you know two thirds of their paycheck. See if they like that. No one would like that. It is a hard pill to swallow. I only want to say this because I just want you guys to have a little tiny appreciation of the fact that, you know, the agency's losing money. And I know you guys, again, I always say there's a collective way out there. As you guys know, when an agency is calculating, basically, to simplify it a little bit here today, that taxable hourly income, it's because they're predicating, I was always say, the magical number of 468 or 520, which is... 13 weeks times 36 hours is 468 hours. 13 weeks times 40 hours is 520 hours. That figure is put into some form of calculator. And then, you know, obviously the, the, the tax-free part chunks out for them to say, okay, less our margin. Here's how much is left available to pay in order for us to hit our margin and pay the traveler. So what that means is they're assuming that you're going to work that many hours. And when you have 12 hours less or 24 or 36 over the course of assignment less, that does mean that theoretically that agency in their mind believes that they overpaid you by 36 hours per hour for the rest of those for that taxable rate, if that all made sense. I didn't explain that very well. What I'm getting at is that they should have calculated on 36 hours less because they don't know. So we make those assumptions. Now, that does bode the, the reference to say, but when you get more than 468, more than 520, in other words, overtime, extra shifts, just you know, giving charge, charting, that kind of thing, giving report, yeah, agencies typically will come out ahead. Having a shift being canceled, it's pretty likely that you will have one shift you may be pulled over time. Maybe you're working 37 and a half hours over the course of an assignment. Typically, agencies have it more likely are getting that missed shift 
back, which is why I always say I don't like the fact that extra hours are a higher margin for agencies because it's, it's more money for us. It, doesn't, it makes no sense whatsoever. The last thing I'll say is the hospital also probably is not really wanting to cancel you because, they again, they've, they've invested orientation. They've invested their training time on the unit to get to know you, to, to have you familiar with the unit so you could give good patient care. So really they don't want to cancel you. So when they do, that means that your orientation and the time they spent to onboard you with the agency got more expensive as well because they are getting less and less hours of benefit from you, if this all makes sense, as well. But that's why I said the first thing was that it's really both those last two things pale in comparison to how hard it hurts you. But I am saying that everybody's kind of getting a bit of a hit when when the hospital doesn't need you, which means when a hospital orders a traveler and they did a bad job of guessing the census or guessing what their needs truly were, that stinks. It's not fun. And it, it, it is a, a bad part of the industry that I do understand because it cannot be easy to try to guess based upon last year, especially the last couple of years, what's been going on. But based upon you know previous years, what do we need at this time of year here in March or April? What does that look like? It's hard for, for anybody to be able to kind of prognosticate that and just come up with a guess, with even with good information, even in normal quote-unquote years. That can't be simple or easy. But that being said, it is still troublesome <laughs> for everybody involved when somebody has basically over-ordered or ordered a traveler or asked for a traveler or hired a traveler that there was a less of a need than they originally had thought. That just everyone starts to lose from the get-go. The thing that it's kind of wild about this industry is the first reaction for most people is, I want my agency to pay me, pay me, pay me. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I promised you I said we were going to. So let's talk about some other things before we get into that truly. What I want to say currently right now is that more than ever right now feels to me and probably to you guys more than me that less and less is guaranteed. There's a lot of dollars at play right now. There are huge bill rates. You are theoretically costing a hospital or a facility more per hour than you ever have in their minds, right? I love it. You love it. It's actually helping the industry immensely. But in their mind, you are incredibly expensive, which means that things are at a pretty high toxicity, if you will, right now. I've seen more things in the last two years with regard to terminations, with regard to canceling, low census, the things I talked about that people were telling me from other agencies where they're getting their rates dropped in the middle. I certainly have seen rates go, hey, we want to keep this travel for another 13 weeks. I've, last summer, last early summer, I remember I was seeing rates cl- close to almost double. In other words, a traveler had been there 13 weeks and the bill rate had almost doubled. And they were wanting to keep the traveler. This was in you know July of, of 2021, August of 2021. Who knows what that's going to look like now? Now I'm hearing being told that from some agencies they're being cut. I don't think they're being cut by half, but I do have uh, I have some travels right now that have some extensions offered to them that are less, not a lot less, like even less than 10 percent, like 8 percent less. But that still is a it's a hit. I get it. It's it's not fun to think about. So what I've told my traveler is look at the offer and then compare what else you're seeing out there that makes sense and take the highest paying thing that makes the most sense to you. I just think that's what you should be doing as a traveler right now. That's just a side note for me. But 
it doesn't seem like right now, this month, next month. I mean, I think if you're looking and, and you you just start an assignment and you're got, you've got 13 weeks from now, there's going to be a lot of change that's going to happen. Hopefully, it'll you know for the better, things will, will get back up again. But if you are looking right now, you almost kind of want to take the, the best thing you can get right now and lock that in because it looks like things are getting a little thinner and that rates are dropping. That's what I was on a conference call with today, as a matter of fact. So we'll see how that pans out. But what I'm getting at is a lot of things. Very little is guaranteed, in my personal opinion right now, in healthcare travel because hospitals have in their minds, just don't shoot the messenger here, have felt like they have way overpaid what they're used to. Let's say they let's give that as a true statement. They have overpaid compared to what they used to pay. Whether or not it's justifiable, that's between us and we can have a whole different conversation about it. But in their minds, and the truth is they are paying much more now for you than they did three years ago. Okay, fine. But that is what's the catalyst for causing so many things to be unguaranteed right now. I mean, listen, I'd rather lose personally a shift a month and lose three shifts than to have them say, you know what, I just you we're just done with you and we're gonna we're gonna fire you and we're gonna repost your position right now at thirty dollars less an hour and I'm gonna get twenty resumes and profiles across my desk within forty eight hours because that's how thin jobs are. That's that's kind of a reality. So understand that it won't always be. I think there's been times in the last couple of years where things were pretty darn guaranteed, right? Let's be frank. There really wasn't really was an issue. All of a sudden, this is an issue now, which is why I actually had this episode. It never changed the time, but it's really timely that we're talking about this now. So it made the, the writing of this episode really simple because we're seeing and hearing a lot about it. So, okay, I want to jump into this because this is a big one for me. The, what I said to listen to earlier, why is it that some agencies no matter what the hospital policy is, are, will guarantee me my 36. I have this with a traveler right now. Brandon traveled with me, and she's like, my agency always pays me no matter what. I've never had that. So my question to you guys is, and just think about this, how is that possible? How is it that if an agency, let's just say, if they're being told, I get it if they're if they're billing, that's not the issue. Let's just talk about where someone has a policy that they're, they're going to be able to cancel that traveler once a month or three times over the course of an assignment. My question to you as veteran now, Travel Evolved listeners, how is it possible that an agency could just pay you for 12 hours that week that they are not able to bill a penny for? How is that possible? I feel like I just have that, that Jeopardy music going right now or something. The truth, and you guys know, again, that tells you that if they've got one-third of their entire hourly, weekly, I should say, one-third of their weekly bill is is done. And they're going to pay, especially now with these rates being so high. There's a good likelihood that all of a sudden they're paying you potentially with taxes equal to, if not maybe more, than what they're actually billing the hospital week, which means they're losing money that week. How is that completely ever be possible? There's only one answer to that, and that is that there is money available every single week that you're not getting, which is what's driving me crazy with the industry right now. I've told you guys many times that I have watched over the last two years company margins going up, up, up. And the reason I can tell you that they're going up is because I have these contracts and I'm seeing what people are posting on Facebook, what you guys are showing me saying, hey, look at this offer. I'm like, well, I've got that hospital. Huh, that's really crazy because I know what that bill rate is. And that is a 
with my with my calculator, that is a thirty percent margin that company's making on you because I know what the GSA is in that county. I know what you know. I'm basing it on maybe some averages on travel reimbursement and what their benefit costs are, but I know for a fact, agencies are are have increased. Most agencies. Let me let me let me qualify that. Many agencies have increased their margins because they can hide it higher under these great times. In other words, like I've said before, you travelers are so giddy and so happy about the money you're making, you're not focusing on what could you be making. What is everybody else making? And I think if it's across the board, you're never going to really know. And if your if your facility or agency has a policy of you can't talk about your pay, well, that's kind of by design because they don't want you to ever think about comparing your paycheck with our company because that creates competition and that creates means we actually have to pay more and that's that's consumer that's not good and, and you know where i'm going with that so what i'm getting at is that if your company is so cavalier and willing to just throw this money out at you you really have to think about if you owned that business how would you be able to be able to do that i've always told you guys treat this as if this is your own business if for some reason you're place you were staying at said we need to raise your rent this week by you know 33 percent you'd be freaked out how am i going to do it i'm actually i'm going to lose money i can't afford that well that's the same thing so how is it an agency can miraculously just pay you with payroll taxes the same thing every week the only answer the only possible solution is that they have that money available and it is worth it to them to say, I'm going to give this to you because we're making so much money off of you and every one of your of your counterparts every single week, which means our margins are thick enough to be able to handle it when this happens. And for a company that's paying you a lot of money every week that can't do that, let's say, let's say you found a company that's paying high. Don't be upset with that company. If you guys are working for one of the top paying companies out there and they can't do anything on the guaranteed hours, that's why, because they are there's nothing there. But that means that more often than not, you're making thousands of dollars a week. I'm sorry, thousands of dollars a year, maybe even tens of thousands of dollars a year more than everybody else's. So when you get canceled, put it all into consideration. If you cancel a lot and you've got a company that pays every time, but they, maybe they're not paying you that much on every hour and that's important to you, great. Enjoy that and, and, and enjoy that comfort and safety because it's kind of almost like an insurance policy, right? I may not be making very much money over the course of a year, but when I get canceled five or six or seven times, I'm, I'm gonna, my, my check is going to be consistent. It's going to stay the same, and that's important to me. Okay, fine. I don't have a problem with that. But you got to understand that as a traveler right now, it's almost like you really can't have it both ways. There are going to be really great paying periods of time. There are going to be some lower paying periods of time. There are going to be agencies that pay you consistently higher every single week, and they may not be able to, to handle certain things when a glitch comes in like this, and they've got uh, some agencies going to be able to pay you, you know, less, and they'll be able to handle this sort of thing. I happen to be a believer in I mean, this is not a pitch for my company. But I believe in paying people a lot of money. And when a hospital pays me, we pay you. If a hospital's not going to pay me, we have to have a discussion. Which brings me kind of the last thing I want to talk a little bit about. And that is, what do you do if you do work for a company that they say, hey, this is in the policy that we screwed up, we didn't tell you, or you know that you knew about it front, and it comes up and it starts happening. I think that's when the communication is really important because here's where I believe the agency starts to work for you. You're in charge of the decision on this one. What do you want to do? Do you want to rock the boat and fight and potentially get your guarantee and be willing to, to, to I guess, you know, be, be in a little bit of a comfortable situation or to get those hours? And if you feel it's important, then go for it. Understand that you might get terminated. I mean, they may say, this person is too difficult. We're just going to, you know, get him or her out of here. That is a potential 
side effect that could happen or an outcome, I guess I should say. But you know, an outcome is also you might get your hours. They may say this person's worth it. So this is where I think an agency really goes to work for you. The first thing that you should be saying to yourself is, how important is this shift to me? If I'm working for a company that doesn't just guarantee the 36, and this is one of those things that happens, how much do I want to fight? And this is where you have to look at how much money you're making and how important this job is. If it's a really lucrative job and you don't think this is going to happen a lot, then I personally would say let it go. Take the day off and, and go to the park or go do what you need to do and enjoy the, the lump sum of money that you're almost making you know, over that course of 13 weeks and understand this is just one hiccup. See if you can make up a shift, but overall you're going to make a lot more money than anybody else. That's the way I probably would look at it. However, if it starts happening enough, that's when you have to start saying, boy, maybe this really isn't for me. I've, I've told you guys before, I've had people, that hospitals order travelers and then really underestimate their need for those travelers. And they were consistently calling out the travelers said, I can't do this. I'm like, I agree. Let's get you out of there. Let's cancel this thing. Let's, let's you know, end it with a slowly saying, hey, we just can't, we can't afford to only work, you know, have a shift called off every second or third or fourth week. This is getting ridiculous. And let's get you someplace else. But this is where I think an agency should work for you. But you need to know how hard you want to push. Understanding the potential ramification, but also understanding the reward could be just as good. You could push and get what you want. You know the situation you're in. You know how bad that hospital needs you or how bad they don't need you. You know your value or if you're just a number. It really all is going to depend upon the assignment, your level of, of, of competence, let's just be frank, and how important you are and how, how replaceable you are and what that situation is you're currently in. If their you know, census is dropping and that's why they're canceling it, you know, it's probably pretty risky that you, you fight because you're probably going to say, let's just be done, and then they're going to just be done with the traveler. If it's just weird and they're just hitting half, maybe you're 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 you know doing fresh hearts and you're in ICU or something, and they don't have that particular patient, but you know it's going to be consistently there, then you could probably fight for it and they probably pay you. I mean, again, you guys are in charge of your own careers, and I believe this is one of those times that you really need to decide before you almost talk to your agency what is the value of this, how much of a problem is this for me, and what am I willing to and not to fight for when it comes to the hours I'm seeing. And, and I guess looking at it, how consistent do I think this is going to be? Is this going to be something that's, that I'm starting to see, I'll see frequently, or is this maybe a one-time thing? And I think you should have that in your head before you even approach your company just to kind of figure out what they want to do, uh, with the exception of just saying, hey, this is guaranteed, and if it is, then it's a moot point, isn't it? Because then you know. But if it is guaranteed, the back of your mind should be saying, how come it's guaranteed? How, many, how can they do that? How can they just have that kind of money? Go back and listen to the last episode that we just did. Everybody's making a ton of money right now. All right, so I think that's the that's the the gist of the episode. I wanted to just kind of get things out there. Here, here's the end of it. Nothing's really guaranteed in our industry. Hospitals for years have been able to say, yep, we'll guarantee 36, but they always have some sort of, oftentimes should say, have some sort of backdoor policy that says we can do this, this, or this. If they don't, I've seen it for 22 years now where those fire you because you're hard to get along with or you were late one time or the list is almost endless of the stories I could tell you. And I know a lot of you that have been fired with, you know, with me or whatever. And we know it's, it's baloney. It's not true. So when it comes to this episode, this is what I want to tell you. I, I just, I honestly believe 
there is no guarantee. There's no guarantee on your assignment. There's no guarantee on the length of your assignment. Clearly, we're hearing now there's no guarantee of even what the what the pay rate's going to be because that can that for the first time ever seems to be able to change. Certainly, guaranteed hours don't really seem to be guaranteed. And if they are, you kind of got to start questioning it and really should start comparing paycheck stubs to those that maybe don't have a guarantee because you're probably working alongside somebody that is in one situation while you're in the other. And it'd be really interesting to see that conversation about what are you making weekly when you get a guarantee no matter what happens and what aren't you making weekly when you don't. So, guys, as always, I will say this. I didn't want to plug and, and, and thank you guys at the beginning of the episode, but at the end of the episode here, I do want to say that a lot of you guys have really uh, reached out to me recently and said how much you appreciate the episodes and that you've learned a lot. That that means everything to me because, you know, like I say, I'm at the point in my career when if you're doing this this long, it is nice to get that validation that what you're doing is is important, that you're helping people out. I don't care if one thing I say in one episode helps one person. To me, that's important because I do think this industry is a great one. I, I love what I do. I really do. There are days where it's frustrating. There are days where it, there are certain parts of this industry drive me nuts. Um, I think everyone has a business and, and is and has a job, so to speak, like that. But overall, it's a it's a wonderful industry. It, it really can be a feel good industry when you really can see people making great money. People you can help people out by changing their career, and that that stuff is wonderful and fun. And when I can help people become a little bit more knowledgeable and go through that learning curve of being a traveler a little faster, or even those that you have you that are veterans, if you've learned something from me I, and you've told me thank you, I, it really does mean a lot to me, and I really appreciate it. And I will catch you guys next time on Travel Evolved.